Hey, what's up, Cosmetic family? Thanks for joining us on the Cosmetic Podcast. Cosmetic means being a person, a thing that gives rise to a phenomenon that is dynamic or energizing. We're tackling topics and telling the truth. I'm Keith Benson. And I'm Rodrigo Ross. So today, we're talking about eradicate hate. That's pretty heavy. That is pretty heavy. It's pretty heavy. Hate is, you know, in America right now, it's become very commonplace. Unfortunately. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. It's ah. a feeling of intense hostility and aversion, usually deriving from fear or anger or sense of injury. You know, yeah. it's this um, extreme dislike or disgust. Mm. You know, it's an emotion, you know, that extreme hate, you know, it can really inspire violence as what we've seen over these last, you know, couple of years or so as people have um, gotten hatred deep down in the soul mm. to bring about this place of wanting to harm people. Yeah. And, you know, Psychology Today did an article about the anatomy of hate. And one of the things that they really amplified in that article is that hatred has to be learned. It's it's not an innate emotion. Like we are all born with the capacity for aggression, but we're also born with the capacity for compassion and the tendencies that we must embrace around mindfulness um, makes the difference between whether we kind of develop this ability to hate or mm-hmm. not. And the key to overcoming that is is really education and being self-aware. Yeah. You know, the FBI, they released... Um in 2020, the hate crimes, uh, some hate crime stats. Wow. And I'm going to read a few of these. So, so among the uh, over 10,000 hate crime offenses reported, so crimes against person was about 70% of that. Okay. Uh, against property was about 27% of that. Hmm. And then against society, about one, uh, about 1% of wow. that right there. Against society. And then of the 6,400 known offenders... Uh, 55% of them were white, mm. uh, 20 cent, 20% were black or African-American, and then 164 was about a race uh, that was unknown. Wow. Uh, but most hate crime incidents, so about 28%, occurred near uh, someone's home. Wow. Yeah, I, th- I found that one interesting. And mm. then about 20% <laughs> occurred on highways. So we all road know about rage. road rage, yes, right? indeed. Yep. So, I mean, it's coming from a lot of different places, but we have to be able to come to this place that we're able to handle this uh, bitterness that may, you know, come up within us. And, you know, hatred or this, this idea of hatred is so insipid that not only are people um, cultivating this emotion individually, but unfortunately, it's being cultivated and causing people to coalesce and form groups. So the Southern Poverty Law Center um, did kind of an assessment of the country of the United States. Uh, and they wanted to find out where in the country has the highest concentration of hate groups. So top five, you ready for this? Mm. Top five places in the country, top five states in the country that have the highest and the biggest concentrations of hate groups. Number five, Idaho. 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 I would have never thought that. I mean, I, I would think because it's not as densely populated as some of the other states okay. that it wouldn't have been on the list. But Idaho is number five. So here comes another one that was uh, shocking to me. Wyoming. Okay. Come on. Uh, number three is Arkansas. Number two is Mississippi. And the number one state with the highest concentration of hate groups is Montana. Mm. I thought Montana had cows. Not hate. Well, apparently I was wrong. 
you know, so hate is this open attack uh, on tolerance and acceptance, you know, mm. but we must be able to counter that with some acts of goodness, you know. So when yeah. we, you know, when we face hate, you know, silence is, is very deadly, mm. you know. If left unchallenged, you know, hate just continues to go on and on and on and, and persist and it just this grows to this place. And so we got to be able to address that and not to be not be silent when we uh, when we see hate. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, not being silent doesn't necessarily mean matching energy. Right. Right. Because that's a different thing. Unfortunately, many times if you see someone fueled by hate, their behaviors are probably more aggressive and in the way they speak with folks is probably um um, you know, aggressive and, and, and they speak in higher tones. And even when you are trying to uh, address hate, number one, always stay safe because they can always be a volatile situation. Mm-hmm. But number two, you don't necessarily have to match that energy to get your point across. And I, I find that that I tell a lot of young people who really are passionate about either what they love, love, love or what they hate, hate, hate sometimes um, that you don't have to match energy like that. Like you can get your point across and um, confront hate without you know, coming out of character, so to speak. Right. Because when you get all that hate, man, it can really tear up a society. It really can. You know, around racial lines, ethnic lines, gender lines, Mm. religious lines, because people feel some kind of way about this uh, other space. And we got to be careful because, you know, the U.S. Department of Justice, they warn about hate crimes and um, just how it can really trigger a community of conflict. And we, you know, we've seen a lot of that, unfortunately. And it was, let's say it's Pop it up in the news uh, more often than probably what uh, what it has in in the in the past. You know, and I, I think I always find myself kind of going back to the origins, especially when you see someone who who really seems to be in the grips of such extreme hatred, right? Like they are really incensed about something to the point where it causes them to act out violently or they're irrational, and it made me just kind of wonder why do people hate? And so um, I did a little bit of research and there are a couple of reasons um, and some of them are biological in fact on why people hate. But one of them, the one that I found intriguing was this idea of fear of the other, right? And that speaks to the fact that people begin to hate what they really just don't know, right? Mm -hmm. And they don't understand. And when you start conjuring up in your mind and filling in the gaps for all the things that you don't know about a person or a place or another group, and you start filling in the blanks out of your own perception, then you really create this hatred and this aggression and this, it's just not good. It's like most of the time you're wrong right like if you would just probably get to know some of those myths can be dispelled but you just really create this fear and this this push away because you you just don't know enough about the other whatever that other may be mm-hmm. and that that fuels hatred uh in some folks yeah and you know we gotta also take it seriously right mm-hmm. and even the smallest hint that you may uh notice coming from someone's mouth it could be as simple as you know a name calling yeah and we gotta be careful that make sure that that's not going to escalate you know somewhere else because Mm. while it quote unquote may have slipped out of somebody's mouth Mm. uh you know, you don't know what is what else they're harboring on the inside mm-hmm. that caused even that small of a, uh, a slip to come out. And so got to be he- careful to make sure that we address the smallest things um, and also make sure hate doesn't escalate itself. Yeah. You know, and, and when you're talking about, 
you know, this area with some others, you know, about ways that maybe you can improve uh, this or address this, you know, think about things like joining forces with other allies. Mm. Those allies can be from from your churches to your schools to different civic groups. Um, But how do you bring this coalition of people together uh, to be able to uh, talk about these issues that may be going on? And don't exclude, you know, children, bring them involved, help educate them along the way. And yes, I would say bring police in there, you know, yeah. Um, to be able to help with that. They see this stuff on uh, and deal with this stuff on such a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And because the media, you know, um, escalates and um, amplifies so many things, hey, bring them into your conversations as well so that they can see um, how we can have power in the numbers of different uh, groups that come together to uh, join forces to hopefully eradicate hate. Yeah. And, and the other thing that I think people have to be mindful of and when you're trying to, number one, control yourself right because uh, as human beings like we said we're born with the ability um to be aggressive i mean it's it's a survival um technique uh, but hatred is learned and when you're thinking about number one how do i make sure that i don't learn or i unlearn some behaviors as well as helping other folks to do that you gotta i, I think if you center this idea of self-compassion right mm-hmm. that if you um accept your whole self and and find a way to accept others whole and be compassionate it would lead you to some different behaviors and so lately here um, in the news you see a lot about um, some of the things that are going on with our uh, at the borders with some of the Haitian uh, migrant workers and and there's been an uproar about some of the images that are being portrayed and at the core I think the thing that really is rubbing folks that that are really trying to call out a situation that they feel is really fueled by hate is that it just lacked so much compassion, right? Mm-hmm. Like they, they, it was clear that compassion wasn't centered um, and thus the, the behaviors clearly folks could could identify them as hate and then that caused them to react mm-hmm. uh, in, a, in an aggressive way. So centering that self-compassion is, is I think is extremely important when you're trying to battle hate. Yeah, and if you see somebody or you know somebody who has been a victim to hate crime, mm. you know, one, we know that they're, you know, probably in a very vulnerable uh, state. Yep. And so how do we, you know, come around them to support them, you know, where they are? And I would say that if you've been a part of a, a hate crime, and we're not talking even to the, you know, the greatest extent, but we all experience it, whether that be in the workplace, yeah. whether it be in the community, um, we got to let people know about that right there. One, and when you do share it, share it in detail, how that made you feel. But if you know the people been in those situation, you know, help them, you know, and then if you're a victim, you know, also ask for help to make sure that we can address these issues right here because we don't need a community uh, where we have hate that's going on because yeah. we got to get to a place where we eradicate hate. Yeah, I mean, it is it is so profound and it takes a lot of energy to hate. Like, I, I, I can think of things that I am very much not in favor of, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I have strong opinions about um, certain things like certain clothing, pieces of clothing that are hot as a trend now. I'm like, that's terrible. 
people who have very strong emotions about that. But I find that it takes a whole lot of energy for me to harp on and continue to focus on and and continue to relive and and flame up these emotions around stuff that I hate. And just imagine what you could do if you repurpose that energy, right? Like just just do something else with it. Right. We you know when it when you take think about how you store up that bitterness, then that bitterness turns to hatred. Yep. And then that hatred turns to action against someone else. Like it's not just coming out of your mouth. So you know, verbally you can abuse people. Yeah. Then it leads to physically abusing people. And now you are, you know, not only damaging yourself from the inside, but you're damaging somebody else. Yeah. And then you're hurting somebody else's family. And then that in turn hurts the community. All because we can't come to a place to just be able to have conversation, sit down and talk about differences. And, you know, if we get to a place where we agree to disagree, then that's it. I mean, everybody is entitled to their own opinion about on different things, but we can't get to this place where we just uh, harping on um, this bitterness and that turns out to, to hatred that now we have just really torn up our community because we've acted out in such a way that is really not even cause for. Yeah. And, and you know, at the bare most physiological level, like always allowing that hate emotion to run rampant or having a tendency to focus on it regularly has physiological effects. Like it triggers a piece or a mm-hmm. section in your brain that causes other systems in your body to become stressed and it releases negative chemicals. And you can have health implications if you don't get your own hate in check. And, and conversely, if you always seem to be the victim or if you always feel like you're the victim of some kind of hate crime or negative hate emotions or, or behaviors or whatever, it's the very same thing. You know, that that cortisol dump that happens in that fight or flight response, mm-hmm. when you feel like someone is hate, hates you or you feel like you're in danger because of that hate, that same dump happens constantly and there's a a physical a physiological um effect that it has on your body that's not good like you're not supposed to always be in an adrenaline induced heightened stage like that and so if nothing else right you can possibly prolong your life by just not hating stuff um and and being a little more compassionate yeah let's think i mean let us all think about what is that what is deep down in that dark place of ours that would allow us to get to a place that we are stressing out about a system because, you know, there's a trigger that happens Mm. uh, that kind of wells up inside. Mm -hmm. I know I I would tell you for a moment uh, when the whole George Floyd situation was going on, man, just just being vulnerable here for a moment. um, There were certain triggers that I had that just, man, things festered up inside of me and that like, I had to check myself like, yeah. hey, hey, Keith, no, no, let's yeah. let's let's calm this down. Not that I was go, I wasn't, you know, ready to respond in action or anything like that. But man, something in my spirit, something in my soul um, that triggered, made it move, that made me emotional um, in such a way that mm. I again really had to do some things to just decompress just yeah, a little bit. Yeah, just just calm down. And I mean, it, it hate will will spur hate, right? Like you get what you give, and those things can be triggering. And the next 
thing you know, you're all of the memories and all of the times that you felt this emotion, all of it comes rushing back. Yeah, um, and that's where you. That's the place that you want to stay that's, away from. That's where you want to stay away from because then you know your behavior start to mirror that intensity. Mm-hmm. And and now you know when you talk about an eye for an eye, right? You, yeah, you start to get you're into going, that kind going of after that. dynamic. You know Freud, who I don't know if I'll ever completely understand Freud because he has some really <laughs> he's some really out there um, beliefs, but he says that. People, uh, people who hate, hate because they see in others what they fear in themselves, right? And so it is easier for me to put that on somebody else and be like, oh, I hate when they do that, as opposed to admitting, I do that too. Right? Like, that's pretty deep. Yeah. Like, I really hate you because I see in you what I know to be true in myself. People really don't want to look in the mirror and, and, face, and face the truth. You know, I had to think about that for a minute. Like, yeah. ugh. Yeah. Come on, Freud, that, telling people's that, business. That's heavy stuff. That's heavy stuff right and there. And so spend, spend a moment. Uh, take a look in the mirror. Who who are you? Yeah. You know, not just that, um, that first look that you see, but like dig down deep down in your soul to like, who are you and what's down there that really you need to get rid of and mm-hmm. you know how do you how do you get rid of that yeah you know and you gotta some some of this is that you gotta get in proximity with some of the stuff that mm. you may learn you, some new things yeah yeah, yeah, um, yeah get around different people get around different groups talk mm. to different people to be able to understand that space it's okay that you don't you don't necessarily agree but you got to be able to understand that place so that you're not triggered one day to be able to go off on, yeah. on somebody. Yeah, you know, I had a friend of mine who um, for years known them. And, and it seems like regularly we would always hear about some kind of situation that they were in or some something that happened to them. And they were all always very similar in, in nature. And so one day after years and years and years when I finally just like, I can't take it anymore. I don't want to hear anymore. I said, you know, it seems to me the common denominator in Mm. all of these situations Mm. is you. And so I I do feel like sometime in this hate space that you can give off a vibe and attract some of that stuff, right? And so as you're talking about really taking a look at yourself and being truthful with yourself and looking in that mirror, you know, really, it does does you no good to tell yourself a story. You can tell other people lies, but you can't tell yourself a lie. It's like, what do I do that seem to invite these kinds of behaviors or responses Mm -hmm. or what am I saying or how how am I showing up in different places that I seem to always find myself in these negative encounters or these hate-filled experiences because sometimes people are vibing on or reciprocating what you're giving out whether you realize it or not. Yeah, and we're fortunate to work in an organization like the Y where people look to us as a type of convener, just bringing all parties to the table to be able to have uh, conversation, whether that's us directly leading that or using our, our spaces to be able to have those very tough conversations uh, in the community. And there's many stories around the um, around the country that people can talk about. You know, when I think about civil rights days, the Moreland Wide mm. um, was that place here in Dallas that, you know, for all those type issues that you had to come through, come through the Moreland, Moreland Wide. Yeah. Um, if you talk about the Butler Street Wide yeah. down in Atlanta, where Dr. King and other civil rights leaders, you know, decided 
discuss these different type mm. of uh, topics that were, were going on and really the hatred that was going on in, mm-hmm. our, in our world yeah. uh, during that time right there. So the, the Anthony Bowen why that was started because of the hatred of, of black people and they just wanted to have their own space where they could convene and, and have the same amenities. So I mean we as wide leaders we can absolutely be in the space to continue to have these community conversations be able to join forces together bring different groups churches and um, civic groups together so that we can have these conversations because again it's power in numbers when we talk about that hey let let good arise from you know all that we do so that yeah. we can produce love and not uh, and so that love can eradicate the hate um, yeah. that is out there just like all of the great things that we do as an organization many times require us to act as a group um, hate is the same way like it 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 grows and it becomes more intense when you participate in it uh, as a group so don't be a part of the group like this is one of the times you should just definitely not be a part of the group there you go <laughs> there's that yeah hey so thank you guys for listening to Cosnetic we were tackling topics and telling the truth hey subscribe and listen to us weekly and don't be shy give us a five star review and as always dynamic be phenomenal be Cosnetic